1: Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Jim Haney, the Executive Director, and I'm here with...
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Leah Wetzel, uh, Montana's Peer Network's Recovery Coach.
1: Great. Well, thanks for for getting on here with me, Leah. Kind of a tradition here at Montana's Peer Network. We like to take the month of February in our podcast and focus on relationships in recovery, and you've been brave enough to agree to join me here. Yes, it's
0: an honor to be on here with
1: you, Jim, at any time. Yeah, I I think, um, I don't know how many years we've been doing this topic during the month of February, but quite a few, we sort of reserve the month for this particular topic. I I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like this is an important topic for people in recovery, you know, relationships, and I mean, it's an important topic for anybody, but I think when you're in recovery, there's some additional challenges that can come up. What, what do you think?
0: Definitely. Um, and me being a single mother and myself still being early in recovery, I think it's definitely something that that needs to be talked about, that needs to be thought about, that needs to be taken in consideration, you know, and along with the lines of, of boundaries and, and learning and defining those within our lives. I know for myself, when I first got sober, I got out of treatment, came back home. And then of course I had, you know, different gentlemen from my past reach out. And, you know, I tried dating with the same old type of guys I used to be with and there was sure. just the connection wasn't there anymore and sure think,
1: sure you're not yeah yeah you're not you're not unhealthy anymore
0: <laughs> right I'm not unhealthy and yeah. just not even on the same wavelength and so yeah it was it was different coming back and and just having wanting different things and you know just wanting to learn to to love myself
1: again first. hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's something that you you hear in treatment. Right. I mean, they yes. talk about, they talk about, you know, don't date anybody for the first year or whatever, you know. But how often do people really adhere to that?
0: Not very often. It took yeah. maybe six, seven yeah. times to finally yeah. get the gist of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But but really you know, and, and I have, I have a long time in, in recovery. And I think that it, it really is good. That really is good advice, right? Because you, you said it, the part about learning to love yourself and not basing your self-worth on whether or not somebody loves you back, right? Right. And being able to focus on you, and who you are and your needs. And like for you, I mean, you're a single mom. I mean, what's what's that like? I mean, you're, you're a single mom in recovery and that must bring challenges.
0: It definitely does. And I tell you what, doing things the right way and, and thinking these things through and really looking at and laying out the pros and cons and the benefits of just focusing on myself, building my own self-worth up, finding out who I am, what I like, and then also bringing my kids along for this, this new life, this new healthy life. And Mm -hmm. it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy, but as seeing my kids really succeed and and doing well and being happy, being able to see there every day after school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know little things like that have just yeah. meant so much to me the payoff of just working on myself and the relationships that I have in place already has mm-hmm. has really been beneficial and you know I'm okay with that and mm-hmm. you know maybe some way some you know at some point down the road I might meet somebody But at this point in my life, I'm, I'm, I can say I'm really happy and comfortable
1: with where I'm at. That's good. That's good. Do your kids ever, ever say anything to you about dating? Like, mom, how come you're not not, not (laughs) dating somebody? Or do they ever give you a hard time that way? Well,
0: I mean, I have, we're at stores or, or, you know, I've had guys reach out to me on social media and, mm-hmm. you know, I might mm-hmm. talk to some for a little while, but nothing really comes of mm-hmm. it. My mm-hmm. son is very protective.
1: Oh.
0: Um, even when their dad, even when they're, because we're, we get along for the mm-hmm. kids, you know, but even mm-hmm. when their dad's here, my son will be like, when's dad leaving?
1: you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when you do meet somebody, you're saying you're going to have to run them by your son first, and yeah. let him, let him, kind of screen them, screen them for you.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I play it in my head, and I'm like, if it was to happen, I would have to be that, be with them for quite a while before I even brought
1: them around my kids. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I, so I'm Lee. I don't have kids and I'm, I'm married and I met my wife online on a, and I'll, I'll plug the, I'll plug the, the uh, platform because I think it's great uh, on eHarmony. So most people are familiar with, you know, commercials and that kind of thing. But kind of a funny story, how that came about was, you know, I, so I, you know, I got divorced and you're thinking, oh, you know, I want to, I'm going to, I want to meet somebody and date again. And, you know, and I mean, you're in recovery, so you're not going out to bars. That's not going to be something you're going to do. So, okay. So that seemed to make sense, but it also made sense to me because I could kind of screen people right and people if you're familiar with these things these profiles you create well, what are you looking for and you know you check all these different boxes age demographics kids you know previously married all that stuff but there's some unique ones in there right like um how often do you drink it says something like that right and there's there's all these choices like, like daily drinker <laughs> you know hard partier you know uh, occasional you know, whatever. Right. And, and there's none, you know, so, okay, I'm in recovery. So I check the none box. And then um, I think one of the last questions is what's your radius, like distance, you know, from where you are. So check the, I think the lowest one was like 50 miles. And, you know, it says, hold on, we'll populate your dates for you or whatever, you know, And like two people pop up, you know, in the thing, there's like two people who meet your criteria. And I'm like, whoa, okay, you know, so, you know, you have to go back and you reevaluate. So I think the first thing I did was I moved the 50 mile to 75 miles, you know, and hey, hold on, we'll populate your dates and it's still two people, you know, and then you go 100 miles, you know, and then it's. Four people, or so you know, it's small, it's this tiny. And then I realized, oh, it's probably that I checked no drinking. So now you start scrutinizing the other choices drinking occasionally, or you know, something I can't remember exactly what it says. So you, you know, you bump the little thing up one, and then it expanded a couple more, but I had to go two i think it was 250 miles you know just to get like a handful of possibilities um you know and and my my wife was uh from idaho and i think she was like it was like 210 miles i mean it was pretty far and my wife's not in recovery somebody who might have an occasional drink if you go out to dinner maybe a glass of wine or something a margarita But it's it's challenging. I mean, if you're in recovery and you're checking these boxes, I mean, one, it's rural Montana, but two, the drinking thing, the being in recovery, and you know, you're looking for somebody either who is also in recovery or somebody who drinking is not really a big part of their life. And so that was a huge challenge right off the bat, you know, was just but. I do have to say, if you use something like eHarmony, it does do the work for you. It does kind of screen, you know, it screens screens out people. Because if you choose the, you know, I was messing around and I choose the, and I can't remember the choices exactly what it says on there, but you know, frequent drinker or daily drinker or something. I mean, you know, you got people with profile pictures with bottles of booze and right, they're half, half in the bag, you know, and it's like, you know, right, it's, it's not part of your life anymore, and it just seems so foreign, I mean, I've been in recovery a long time, and it just seems so foreign, but yeah, it was, um, I remember that, I remember the choices being so small, and thinking, oh my gosh, you know,
0: yeah slim pickings
1: (laughs) for sure for sure for sure um but then I think too the next part of that is when you do meet somebody and you begin a conversation what's really common is hey Leah what do you do for a living have you had this happen to you yet have you had this happen now that you're working at MPN and you know oh
0: yes just the other day I had somebody ask me what I do or where I work mm-hmm. and you know I've been working within recovery for around two years now and so for the most part if people know me you know locally they they know you know I'm in recovery. but when I do get asked what I do, they'll look at me and, what is that? You know, what if they're right. not familiar? And so right. I'll explain it. And then, um, me, how I am, I'll go into this big old conversation, you know, because I'm passionate <laughs> about what I do. Right. It's not just some little intro, but yeah. Um, but I love it because it already sets that boundary down, you know, whether it's social media or in person people know, like, I'm in recovery, I work in recovery. Um, I've kind of been that person locally that if people are looking to uh, find recovery support, whether it be groups or mm-hmm. individual, mm-hmm. they they tend to come to me for questions. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like it because um, they got to be up on their game to even be able to come in. You
1: know, oh, <laughs> Leah's setting the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear but, that, guys? You got you know you got to come with some game, some recovery game for Leah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I
0: mean, I, I I love what I do, and if it if I was ever to find somebody, it would definitely. I would think that they would be on this level of type of work, possibly.
1: So you would need them to also be in recovery.
0: Yes, yes. I've tried. I've tried being with people that that weren't, and maybe not heavy drinkers, but light mm-hmm. drinkers. And mm-hmm. I was just too weak, still, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and me mm-hmm. being only getting going, coming up to my four year mark I think it's
1: just smart for me to either stay single or be with somebody that that is also uh fully working in the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah I think um like when I met my wife I mean you know same thing I mean early on one of the first question what do you do so then you know you tell them oh, Montana's peer network and what that's all about and then the next question is well how did you get into that I mean, you, you sort of, when you're in recovery, you kind of, you do have to, I mean, you said like set a boundary, but it's like, you have to kind of disclose that stuff right up front. If yeah. you work, you know, if you're a peer supporter, or if you work <clears throat> in an organization like MPN, I mean, you really do have to kind of disclose, because what are you going to say? I mean, it's like, oh, I just took a job. It's like, no, I'm in recovery. Oh, how'd you get in recovery? How long you've been in recovery? You know, all of those Kinds of questions, yeah. which which can be kind of uncomfortable because you know you don't want people to judge you, and you don't know uh, people's level of understanding about mental health issues or substance use issues or trauma issues. So when you first meet somebody, you don't really know, and the longer you're in recovery, you you meet lots of people who don't understand you know, and after you explain to them what you do, you know, they, they go and stand on the other side of the room, you know, right. Like, right. And yeah, so I think it is hard. I think when you first, when you're first trying to date, date somebody, or you're looking for somebody to date, you're getting to know each other. There's that feeling out period. And yeah, it's like, is the person educated? Do they understand recovery? you know all of that that kind of goes with that and uh are they accepting of that where are they in their own life because it's not always about you as the person in recovery sometimes it's actually about them cuz you're reminding them of flaws and challenges they may be having in their own life right and so That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these people that go to support meetings to try and date have you ever <laughs> experienced that you know where
0: oh yeah well i i don't know if they came there just for dating but i i kind of figured it out after a while that they were there only for a moment of time and then yeah once they got what they wanted i didn't see them right again, right but,
1: right once they hook up then then they're gone right and then you have this yeah. loss you have this loss in the group right mm-hmm. but then if it doesn't work out how do you come back to the group because now you got this awkwardness with the other person in the group
0: oh yes or if you have somebody that you know with mul- 13 stepping with multiple partners oh, and
1: sure sure and oh.
0: there's a lot of uncomfortableness and it's not there not only to their self. not giving themselves a chance but it's not fair to like you said the dynamics of the group because then we're we're losing that person that was in the group that really exactly gave us that perspective you know because more minds are better than one or none you know
1: sure yeah it well in group dynamics i mean when you start going to a group regularly you get to know all the personalities in the room men and women sharing their experiences and when someone leaves there's there's a gap there's a void in the group so yeah. when two people hook up or even if they date and you know sometimes they go on and get married but it, it leaves this gap right and then it's hard to come back to the group because your recovery is individualized you can't be in recovery for the other person for someone right. else, it, it's about you. It's your own personal journey. So your process is different than the next person. And if I meet somebody in the same group, that's just like you're putting your own recovery in danger, you, the other person's recovery in danger. And it's just, it is it really isn't a healthy thing. And it, it, like you said, it's not fair to the other people that are in, that are in the group because it changes the dynamics of it. Now you have like two people who are, you know, when they're in love, they're, they're aligned with each other <laughs> on topics and, and you're not getting like the authentic self that you had before, I think.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So you listeners out there, don't be going to your support group and looking for love. That's not the place that you want to be looking, right? Um, I'm a big proponent of the online. I, I think you can do a profile and, you know, screen people and you can meet people that way. Um, and uh, I think the other place where people meet, tend to meet is through their work or so other social groups that you're a part of. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, people can even go online, let's say Facebook, for example, go develop a Facebook group for, you know, single sober folks.
1: And, you know, there you go. Yeah.
0: Not not in
1: your, not in your home group, right? Not in your, not in your home group.
0: Not a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have some thoughts about um, relationships in recovery, or you got a funny story, or you want to share some thoughts, feel free to Reach out to us. You can you can email us, uh, Jim at mtpeernetwork.org or Leah at mtpeernetwork.org. Uh, tell us how we how how you know your experiences. You might have some funny stories. Because um, I do think you know I said this in the beginning. I, I think this is one of those things that I know when you go to treatment, not enough time is spent on this topic. I mean I think Definitely. as right? As people, we want to love, we want to be loved, we want to feel loved. And there tends to be a lot of focus on um, abstinence, stop, stop using, stop drinking, stop cutting, right? Like a reduction of symptoms. But um, after treatment is done, you go home. And, you know, there's there's a life to be lived, right? Right. And so... Uh, don't be afraid if you're in recovery um, that you can't have a relationship or that you're not going to meet people regardless of what your diagnosis is. We all want to be loved. And so I wish more treatment programs focused on this as part of like aftercare. And um, even when your treatment is ending or your program's ending, what is, what is that like? Because I think when people aren't healthy, they have trouble with the boundaries and ethics, of life
0: definitely and it's all brand new to us again everything's yeah. brand new to us again and just kind of echoing what jim said don't be scared you know but we teach people how to treat us that's something i've learned along the way is that we definitely teach people how to treat us and for our listeners out there you are worth it and like jim said if you have a uh, Any ideas or anything to add on to what we've said? We'd love to hear from you. Possibly get you guys on this platform. uh, Visit with
1: us. You know, listeners, look forward to more podcasts. Leah and I have a whole bunch of podcasts that are going to be coming out. We do weekly recovery talks. And again, for the month of February, we are focusing on relationships. So thanks so much for tuning in to Recovery Talks. Bye. Well, we'll catch you next time. Bye bye.
0: Recovery works
1: and recovery is possible.
0: Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.
1: Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible.
0: Recovery works and recovery is possible. Works and recovery is possible.